I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guy.com forward slash 313. Before we chat with today's guest, there's a quick message from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by the 90 Day Bentering Challenge. This will be the fifth year I've run the program to help turbocharge your Microsoft business application career. If you want to be mentored by me in the next 90 Day Mentoring Challenge, go to nz365guy.com forward slash mentoring for more information. Uh, and uh, at some point, I'll put up the dates for the next challenge. Anyhow, with that, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Auckland, New Zealand, so my home country. He is a consultant at DXC Technologies, a first-time MVP. He's actively involved in the user group and a co-organizer in the Sri Lankan Microsoft BizApps group. And he's, of course, a big cricket fan. You can follow him on Twitter at D365Bits, as D365BITS, or at his YouTube channel, same thing, D365Bits. Uh, Kusan Patarane, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. It was a great pleasure. Did I pronounce your name right? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> you are generous. You are generous. So, so, how long have you been living in New Zealand? Um, for about uh, two years now. Almost uh, getting close to two years. I came here on 2019 May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, May 1st. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Do you know, I think you are the only person in the Dynamics 365 community in the power platform community that i have met face to face in the last well in 2020 yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we, we met in Auckland. yeah <laughs> that's right we caught up for a beer and uh just you and me and uh yeah that's crazy right you're the last person that i've had contact with in the biz apps community worldwide in person Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy to think about. Crazy like as how, well. Yeah. You, you know, we had no idea when we were sitting there having a drink that this is how things would end up. Yeah, we never thought about it. Yeah. Like, no. I mean, I don't even know if we were talking about COVID. Was it in, was it, was it February or January? Um, February I think or January? Probably February or January yeah. somewhere. But I think we were not talking about COVID. I think it was came suddenly and then everything changed from there onwards. Yeah. Crazy. So, do you originate from Sri Lanka? Yeah, I originate from originally from Sri Lanka and uh, came to New Zealand as I mentioned on 2019 May. But before coming to New Zealand, I was in Singapore for about uh, four and a half years. Yeah, right, right, right. So, how hard is it? Like, I often get asked this: is how hard is it one to get sponsorship? Uh, in another country, um, in the biz app space, and then ultimately, you know, how do, how do you go about getting a resident, residency visa? How did you find that when coming to New Zealand? Yeah, I think um, I was I was doing a, probably a, a job search at that time. So um, getting back to uh, 
either Australia or New Zealand, but I got the opportunity here. And it was um, at DXC. I think, um, yeah, by the time I was applying and then, yeah, fortunately, I got through all the interviews and then uh, once uh, got my, so I got a work to residence. So that's, that's how the path uh, which I'm coming from. So the work to residence, yeah. And so did DXC put all that sponsorship stuff in place for you as, as in bringing you to New Zealand? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So they sorted out, I take it you had to go through some application process for um, residency and things like that? Yeah, true. It was a, it was a quite about around two, three months on sorting out all the visa and everything. So probably, probably maybe four months. Yeah. It took a long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, interested in the process and what it takes these days. When I was based in Australia, um, I employed a lot of people on what are called 457 visas in Australia. Um, and so I brought people in from overseas. And But what I found is that uh, about the time I went on my sabbatical in Australia is that I think the um, Australian government changed the rules around how to get visas in Australia. And I think it's a lot harder now even to get a working visa. Yeah. I think also now nowadays it's also changing, I guess. But I haven't looked at look at recently. But I think it's been a bit uh, changing, I, I guess. So um, yeah, yeah. yeah COVID's going to obviously affect things. It's going to be interesting to see how how particularly you know when we start moving back to travel again, how much you know the governments are going to want to stimulate getting you know skilled talent into the country, etc., to help boost the economy. So it should be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Tell me about uh, Sri Lanka. Um, you know, family, uh, particularly, you know, what's the best things to eat in Sri Lanka? It's one of those countries that um, I can't really say I, I've been there, although I have been there. I've, I've sat on the tarmac in, in Colombo <laughs> um, on, a, on a connecting flight to, of all places, North Africa. I was going to uh, a place called Eritrea, and that was our connecting flight. Now, I remember just sitting on the tarmac. This is like 25 years ago. The doors open on the aircraft, absolutely sweltering heat, heat that, you know, it clung to you. It was so, so hot. And uh, we weren't allowed off the aircraft as they did whatever they needed to do. But um, that's the closest I've been. If I was going to go and visit, which, you know, I definitely want to someday. I've heard a lot of good things about it. In fact, I have a I have a nephew by marriage who is Sri Lankan. So I've got to go there, of course. <laughs> um, tell me, tell me, what should I do if I visited Sri Lanka? Yeah, I think uh, if you visited uh, Sri Lanka, so it de- depends on what uh, Mark likes. So if you if you like the ancient stuff, you probably can go to the, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, Anuradhapura and Polonaru. But if you like uh, the beach area and stuff like that, you can go to Gold or some. There's some fantastic beaches out out there, like um, on the the downside the coast. So you have a few beaches out there, and then you, if you if you like. A kind of person who like the mountains and stuff. You can go to the middle part of the country, and that's that's where the candy and the other places around. So there's some uh, good mountains over there as well. So there's a lot of places if you if you like to. I mean, depending on what you prefer, but I would definitely recommend you to go to Sigiriya. So Sigiriya is one of the uh, one of the places that uh, in uh in Sri Lanka so that will be having like ancient stuff, and that I think was nominated as well for uh, UNESCO as well so it's a nice place yeah and it's a nice place for you to go and visit 
and i think you like the beaches i guess <laughs> the south part will be good as well for you and in terms of food uh the here you have the rice and curry and there will definitely nice uh, curries that we have like um the chicken curry but mostly the the most important part of the curry of us is we have the the coconut milk we use the coconut milk yeah so that and with the spices so you'll be definitely enjoying that <laughs> wow sounds 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 really good what do you miss most about sri lanka um what i miss most about sri lanka i guess um mostly it's, it's about my uh, family and friends back there and uh, then the places that i visited so i can go and visit those places but uh, definitely my family and um my friends would be the the ones visited but currently i have my wife and daughter with me so my yeah so she's just uh, three and a half years old so yeah yeah <laughs> so um I don't know much about how, you know, the impact of COVID on Sri Lanka. I've heard a lot about the impact of COVID um, on some of the other countries around that area. But what's the, has, it, has it been very impactful in Sri Lanka? Has it affected your family or anything like that? Um, yeah, it's like um, initially it was well controlled by the government. But I think uh, there was a one case which popped up, uh, I think, for about maybe until maybe october it was quite quite good 2019 but then then there was one case which popped up and then there was uh, cases uh, going around but it was not too affected uh, but there are certain uh, number of cases uh, in uh, in covid cases and in terms of my family my wife's family uh, got affected wife family's uh, relative passed away uh, due to the uh, the covid recently yeah not good, eh? Not, not good. good. Yeah, not good. Definitely. Uh, are you pleased to be in New Zealand at this time, or do you wish you were back there? Um, I'm. Yeah, to be honest, I'm pleased to be back in New Zealand because New Zealand is doing quite good with the COVID. But uh, in in at the same time, I'm a bit worried about my, my family situation because of the COVID around there in Sri Lanka. But yeah, to yeah, to be honest, I'm lucky to be here. But yeah. I know that uh, not only Sri Lanka, but I guess all all around the world. I think New Zealand is quite lucky in that. Sense, yeah, totally but... right. Totally agree. Um, I, I, you first came to my attention in the community with with what you were doing in Singapore. So before you moved to New Zealand, I remember seeing your name pop up quite a bit. You know, you you were quite instrumental, right, in really helping kick off the 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 community, which is now quite a vibrant community. My understanding in Singapore is that right. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> that's so, what good. did you guys actually do? What did you set up? What did you pull together? And what's happening now in Singapore, based on what you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell a bit about the history on that as well. So, uh, I think I came to. I think I had a uh, call with Mark uh, on 2018 June somewhere because I was really interested about getting into the community. And at that time, um, there wasn't any active. Uh, I mean. There was a Singapore community, but not active anything on the uh, Power Platform or Dynamics. So I was really interested about getting to uh, know. So once I had the call, Mark was giving me a lot of good advices as well. So I went back to the Singapore community and looked for you know um, the community. And that time, there was a data platform community. So I um, went in there and then I did a uh, session on Power BI top 10 tips because because I couldn't do anything on the Dynamics because there's no Dynamics community over there. 
and um, getting to know really good folks like Sanjeev and Dharmendra and you know, a few, few more as well. And then we, I had a few sessions and get to know a lot of knowledge from the other sessions as well. And then once, uh, I think after a few um, months back, uh, a few months after, I think uh, myself, Sanjeev, Jeeva and Deepesh, we formed uh, the Singapore Dynamics and Power Platform community. And we had a really good um, number of people over there and really good active uh, users. And and, use, and that was a really vibrant community. And then we had, uh, I think, probably around more than 100 people participated on the first meetup. That was a quite, quite good one. Yeah, that was a quite, that was a quite good one. And uh, yeah. From there onwards, it's been great. And now we have uh, the ASEAN's Microsoft Biz app. So now we have, uh, so I think it started from the Singapore and then it went to uh, Malaysia, Philippines, Sri Lanka. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of, lot more communities getting together. And now we have ASEAN's Microsoft Biz apps user group. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, that's incredible how things have really exploded really, um, across the region. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, what do you specialize in when when you look at the the range of tools in Microsoft Biz Apps? What's your kind of key skill set? What do you focus on? Yeah, my main main product would be Dynamics three sixty five. You know, so the supply chain management and finance. And uh, I had a, quite a good experience with working with the the uh, Power BI as well while when it started on two thousand sixteen seventeen, and uh, also within the other, uh, the power platform products as well. And I got um, kind of experience on the CE as well. I did two projects on the CE, custom engagement one, the, the sales mainly. Yeah, so these are my experiences. But if if you ask me, the main bread and butter would be FinOps, yeah. <laughs> yeah, supply chain management, yeah. How much has that changed over the time you've been working with it? You know, you know, for, I originally think I came across it. Was it AX7 was probably when I first came on the radar. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think uh, Microsoft went from um, 2012 R3 to the cloud version, the AX7. So that's, I think, 2016 or 15 somewhere. Yeah. And so have you been working with it since then or, or even before that? Um, before that, I started in 2009 uh, in Sri Lanka while I was working uh, in, in Sri Lanka. So I get to know on the X2009. So that's how I started. And uh, then I went to work with the 2000X2012 uh, as well within different versions on the R1, R2, R3. And then uh, working on the D365 FinOps now, the, the supply chain management mostly nowadays. How, how did you first come across uh, Dynamics? Like, were you working for a company and then you were introduced to it? Did you apply for a job? Like, how did you first start working with Dynamics? Yeah, I applied for a job uh, when I was in Sri Lanka and uh, got selected to it. So I was a, I, I was selected as a ERP consultant. And on the first day, actually, I was involved with the um production i mean there there was a there was a project going on so they were like uh, doing some data migration so i was involved in the project uh, straight away <laughs> from the first day onwards it was quite good yeah and with myself and i had another friend who was also living in uh, new zealand at, at the moment as well yeah 
So we, we both started at the same day. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Incredible. And, and how did you kind of train yourself up on it? Were, were you just going through, I mean, back then there used to be mock courses and official Microsoft, what was called a Microsoft official curriculum type courses. Did you do any formal training or did you do all self-taught? Yeah, mostly self-taught and um, we had help from the company as well. So we had like some sessions and there were some uh, consultants from Microsoft. So they were giving some uh, sessions as well. So we had some internal sessions to as well as the self-learning as well. Part of it, uh, mostly, I guess, uh, the self-learning and then help the other part as well on the trainings as well. Interesting, interesting. And then... You know, how how have you progressed through? How did you, um, particularly moving from one job to the next, what were the key points where you, you know, whether you were working for a company and you knew it was time to move on or how did you, how have you progressed your career since since that point in 2009? Um, yeah, from 2009 when I started, um, I was working in, um, in the, yeah, in, in the X and then how I progressed was like um, I had a one year um, opportunity I got uh, to work in Netherlands, so that's the only time which I didn't work uh, direct related to X, and uh, I was working in a, a data warehousing uh, project. And then once I come back again, all X, uh, mostly on the X. Uh, every, every time I'll be working on the X at the time. And uh, in terms of uh, the career progression, so um, so. I, once I was in uh, Sri Lanka, I thought of, uh, you know, getting more experience. So I've left uh, Sri Lanka around 2014 and then I found a job in um, uh, Singapore. And from there onwards, I think Microsoft, I, I think around 2015, 16, there was a lot of changes coming in. And so I was actively participating in a lot of the webinars to get to know the new technologies. Like um, at that time, I think Power BI the power apps also coming in and then um, customer engagement going on a lot of changes the field service came in so i was like very uh, i mean even though i'm not involved in all those um, aspects or the products but i was really keen on learning the product and learning the changes and everything so i was attending all the webinars and got to know a lot of uh, knowledge so that's how I step into the um, different areas of Power BI and the customer engagement later on in my project because it was easier because I uh, was having my self-learning going on at the same time. Yeah. So that's how I venture into the different uh, product areas. Nice. Nice. How did you, who dominated you to become an MVP and how was that process for you? Yeah. Um, Sahan, uh, from Australia, he's a MVP living in uh, Australia. Sahan, I think, yeah, Sahan Vijay Sekere. He uh, actually nominated me, so that's how I uh, was nominated to the uh, yeah nominated, and then I got the award recognition in uh, uh, November second. Yeah, I think I got a me. Yeah, on 2020. Yeah. So you've just had your first MVP summit. How did you find that? Yeah, I think it was great, uh, fascinating to be part of the uh, in the yeah same virtual room, <laughs> same virtual room with the other MVPs, uh, and then uh, got to know a lot of uh, you know the, about the roadmaps and the yeah the Microsoft uh, the future you know the plans and stuff like that on the the products and also you know really great questions and really great interactions with the other MVPs in terms of that in terms of in that session so it was it was a really good experience but i would have 
would have think uh, with, with physical meet that would be would be a different different experience but the virtual experience was good if other people are considering you know becoming an mvp what advice would you have for them yeah i think the main part for me is like getting involved in the local community so that's how i started getting involved in the local community and i would also add, uh, you know uh, suggest that you can also work on the forums as well because the forums are also actively nowadays also linked back to the the communities as well community groups as well and that um being happening as well so i think forums uh, local community and then start uh, presenting as well as well as uh, you know learn from the others as well other sessions as well so getting getting actively participate in all those aspects and um, and if you if you can you can have your own blog and you can have your own uh, i think these days the videos are very much uh, you know uh, uh, very much important <laughs> and i think the youtube is also another aspect if you like to venture into the uh, videos and if you like to have your own blog and these things would be really helpful for you so those are the things that help me as well i see that uh, on youtube you do have a, a range of videos yourself that you've been publishing which is really really good it's definitely a medium that people seem to enjoy engaging and learning from so well done thanks mark <laughs> are you are you ready for your quick fire questions yeah sure okay you've heard some of these before right yeah <laughs> excellent uh have you been told you look like anyone famous Mm, yeah one of the actors i guess in sri lanka he was he, yeah they were telling i was looking like <laughs> nice nice <laughs> if you, if you could only eat one meal for the every day for the rest of your life what would your meal be oh rice and curry <laughs> nice nice <laughs> would you rather hear the good news or the bad news first um for me personally yeah, yeah where i am now i can hear both i don't mind because i don't get excited by the good or the bad stuff nowadays i'm trying to control myself <laughs> so what what were the what were the uh, what were the, the news comes in yeah <laughs> final question would you rather read another book sorry would you rather never read another book or never watch another movie uh never uh never watch uh, never read a book i guess yeah i can i can't stop <laughs> watching movies <laughs> oh that's so good it is a hard question definitely a hard question akusan it's been great to have you uh on the show um i look forward to getting this published soon thanks for coming on thanks mark it's it's a really great pressure for me to uh part of this uh, <laughs> thank you thanks for inviting me Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 Guy. Please like and subscribe in your favorite podcast player. And uh, if you'd like to leave a review, go to nz365guy.com forward slash review. Otherwise, stay safe out there and see you next time.